from leaping tall builders to going off like gamma bombs. Switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com. For everything geek pop culture, this is Comics Online, baby. Spoiler alert, you're listening to the Comics Online Podcast, Season 16, Episode 35, Part 2, our San Diego Comic-Con 2016 Rewind. This time we've got the director of Don't Breathe, Fetty Alvarez. We've also got Mr. Robot stars Grace Gummer and Christian Slater on tap. First up, we got our interview with Fetty Alvarez by Comics Online's own Matt Cernacker. Great. Well, so thank you very much for your time. We know Comic-Con's very busy. Uh, so we're talking about Don't Breathe. Uh, you've got Stephen Lang. You have uh, some of your cast members from Evil Dead. Uh, can you tell us about the movie itself? Give us a brief overview and then we can get into the fun details. Well, Don't Breathe is a, it's a, it's a horror thriller, but uh, you'll decide if it's more of a thriller or a horror movie. But um, And that's kind of what it's unique about it, that it's that it, it has elements of both things and it's different from most horror movies these days which you know just like Evil Dead and a lot of the big horror movies these days usually are supernatural stories but we want to tell something that wasn't supernatural that wasn't the real world I think there's enough scary things in the real world you know we don't need to come up with fake ghosts so basically it's about these three kids in Detroit that just they bring to the house of this guy this blind guy because they think he has some money that they want and they're up to no good the, get, the kids but they will find out that part of the blind man is also up to no good so it becomes this uh, cat and mouse chase inside a house that becomes uh, pretty scary and pretty intense so you have Stephen Lang as the the blind war veteran, correct? Yes, yes. Can you talk about uh, the casting process for his character? Well, it, he was uh, definitely one of those names that as soon as someone suggested him, I was like, oh, he, he's the guy. Because uh, we see him in Avatar and we see him in other movies where he plays that military guy is always strong and with a strong determination. And it was kind of interesting for me to take his side away and see what he could do. And it was just mind-blowing to see everything that he could do even without seeing. And that's kind of what the fun part of the movie is. Like, uh, at first you think, because they're against a blind person, that just that's going to be easy. But then, yeah, very quickly, not just them, but the audience as well, start realizing, like, yeah, he might be blind, but all the other, his other senses, like, he has a... He put them to good use. So when he comes to chase down these kids down the house, it's just... As incredible all the th- situations and things that you will experience in the movie. And Steven has a very physical presence on screen. Does that still translate when he's blind, or is it a very different type of performance <laughs> by Steven? It's, it's still, like, at first, I think, in the movie, and that that is something that just him can do, I think. It's just the fact that when you see him for the first time, you kind of see a, you know, 65-year-old man that is just living by himself, a war veteran, and a kind of a shot in and um and you kind of feel pity for him that they're going to take his money and he, he looks frail and weak but as soon as he turns it on like he's a beast <laughs> and, it's, and that's what he does which is i think it's one of i think it's the only actor of these days in hollywood that really can do that like you can look at him under certain light and you you're probably like oh just an old man and then suddenly you're like you're running for your life <laughs> and that's what he does and i think it's fantastic can you tell us about the three thieves who are uh, breaking into his house? Of course. It's uh, well, basically is Detroit. So it's not that they're thieves. It's really like three kids that are, are desperate to really get out of the reality they live in. And they come from very bad neighborhoods and very bad homes. And they they just want to make enough money to really break out of town and, 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 and 
leave Detroit behind, at least that part of Detroit they live in. And and basically each one of them have their own reasons, particularly Rocky, who's playing by Jane Levy. She's She has made a promise to her a young sister that she's going to take her out of that home. And in order to do that, she needs to get that money. And it, it is just a money that feels too it is too good to be true it's almost too easy just like stealing that money from a blind person seems it seemed like steal a candy from a from a kid right mm-hmm. but it won't be that easy so since this movie's a little bit more grounded than say evil dead yeah. uh what were some of the challenges of keeping it uh based in reality well i mean it's it's it's, it's strange because though it, it is 100 percent based on reality and uh even inspiring some real events and some levels it does this strange thing that because he's blind, it just throws the story to you, at least for me and the writing and directing the movie. Like you, you find all the time that it creates situations that are pretty unique. Because when you have a hunter that is blind, it just you will you will encounter moments that are that are just unique to the story. And there's one in particular in the movie where obviously all the lights of the house go go dark. And suddenly, they're definitely the ones that are at disadvantage because he never needed the light, right? So when he, when that chase continues in the darkness, the whole movie is turned around. But um, it's definitely like it, what, to the question of the supernatural. It's still, in a way, for the blind man, it is almost like a ghost movie because he knows there's people in his house. You cannot see them. <laughs> he knows they're there, and he's pointing his gun to the to an empty room where there might or might not be someone threatening him, right? So it does has that kind of strange thing that it does not supernatural. It feels like part of a ghost movie at some points. Were there any moments that really surprised you during the creation process or even in the post-production that you just, that moment when you knew for a fact that everything was locked in and you just felt super comfortable with? <laughs> that, come, that moment never, never comes. <laughs> when a filmmaker is making a film, I think it happens once the movie comes out and you have an audience. But, uh, but there was there's one particular scene in the movie where like I was saying where all the lights goes dark and and you have a chase in a basement where you don't see anything well the audience do see and that was kind of, that was one of those leap of faith for me and everybody involved in the movie because we that was never done before without having a character that had a camera or something so we've seen Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lamb like uh, hunting her, like hunting Clarice in the cellar, but he had goggles and there was all this device of night vision device, but we didn't want to do any of that, so we really took a leap of faith and said, like, the audience by this point knows uh, I guess and I hope they know that that's the way darkness looks, so we create a particular look for the darkness without having any of the characters holding a device which create a scene that I think is pretty unique and, and really in cinema it's never been done before and, and that usually when you make those choices you, you're really crossing your fingers and hoping that it's going to work alright big thanks to Matt Sarnecker for that interview with Fetty Alvarez up next we've got Christian Slater and Grace Gummer from Mr. Robot of your uh, performance on there. Thank you. It's one of the most intense shows I've ever seen. Okay. It's also very prescient. Are, are you more nervous about hackers and the and the world that we're living in now that you're in a show like this? I think so. I mean, yeah. I think we all have to have some concern and, and uh, raise our level of awareness about that particular issue. It's uh, The Internet is a very powerful tool and, um, uh, you know, c- can 
you know, expose us to everything. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know, it's good and bad. Um, so, yeah, you got to update your passwords and uh, use every cybersecurity protocol that is available to you, without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, we're setting me, ourselves up here. Something tells me you're not even on a computer. In yeah, I pretty much yeah, <laughs> stay away from that stuff. It's pretty uh, pretty scary. Awesome, man. Hey, Congrats. Thank you. Awesome show. All right. Thank great. you. All thank right. You. that you would not expect. I think I think you think you know what's going to happen, and you definitely don't. Um, this season hits you like a bus. <laughs> um, we're just starting to get to know the law enforcement angle. Yes. And, uh, Mr. Roy, is that a big part of what's happening? We're yes. just getting to know your character as yes, well, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, everything that happened in season one, obviously the, the consequences from that have to sort of trickle into season two, which is where I come in to, to play. Um, and I play an FBI agent that's on the case of the hack and will stop at nothing to find, you know, who did it and how and why and where. And, um, what was it like joining this cast that was such an amazing cohesive cast already? I was so, I just felt so honored to be part of something that... I loved to watch, you know, it's, it's pretty rare as an actor, you get the opportunity to be in something that you would actually, you know, want to tell and want people to see, and um, for that, I feel, I just have to pinch myself every day, I'm, I'm really lucky. Mr. Robot is shot completely differently than any other TV show yeah. on the air, yeah. how was that for you as an actor, do you have to kind of... It's look in angles and things that you've never yeah. had to deal with before? Yeah. Well, it's very technical, so the, the, the placement of where your mark is for the camera is, is very, very specific. So Sam will just stop us in the middle of a take and say, move your hip, you know, three inches to the right or something. Um, but that's why it's so good, because yeah. it's, it's has its own very specific, um, you know, noticeable and touch to it, but uh, I think people will respond to it. Enjoy the ride. Thank you so much. All right, guys, so that is going to do it for this episode of the Comics Online podcast. Big thanks to director of Don't Breathe, Fedia Alvarez, and stars of Mr. Robot, Christian Slater, and Grace Gummer for their interviews from San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, that is going to do it for this evening, guys. My name is Mike Lunsford, swag, and for times, everything swag, times, geek swag, pop culture, times, this swag, is Comics swag, Online. Swag, 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 swag.